Welcome to Retirement A to Z. I'm Sue Burnett with Monarch Financial Advisors, and this series focuses on qualified retirement plans. There are a lot of moving pieces with these plans, and the rules are complicated and complex, so we're going to break them down into smaller pieces, 26 pieces to be exact, from A to Z, with maybe a few extras thrown in just for good measure. This is episode R, so it's only fitting that we talk about retirement in a Retirement A to Z podcast. You've worked hard, and now the day has come, you're ready to retire. And now what? What happens with your retirement plan if you're a business owner? And what happens to the money that's in that plan? What happens if there's life insurance in the plan? Let's talk it through. So you've gotten to the point where you're ready to retire and you have your retirement savings that's been built up in this qualified plan over the last number of years. And now what? What's next? Well, first of all, your final benefit is going to be calculated, and you're going to have some decisions to make with regard to that benefit. We do cover this in detail in episode D of our podcast for distributions. Most of the time, the money will be rolled out into an IRA, and no taxes will be paid. When the money comes out of the IRA and into your pocket down the road, that's when you'll pay income tax on it. You certainly would have the option to just take your full distribution right then and there when you retire, but you'd need to pay income tax on it, as well as pay a 10% excise tax if you're under age 59 and a half. So think carefully about whether you wanna do this. If there's insurance in the plan, there is going to be some additional paperwork that you'll get because you can choose to keep that insurance if you want to, or not. Now, if you don't want it, the policy is surrendered within the trust, and the value of that policy is included in your total plan benefit. But if you want that policy, you want to continue it outside the plan, then the ownership is changed from the plan to you, and the value of that policy is going to be taxed as income because you've essentially taken that distribution from the plan. But at that point, you have an after-tax life insurance policy to do with what you wish. So let's take an example. Let's say you have a $250,000 benefit due from your pension plan, and $50,000 of that is the value of a life insurance policy within the plan. This means that you have another $200,000 due from the general investments of the plan. If you want to keep the insurance, It comes out of the plan and you pay taxes on the $50,000 on the value of that insurance. And then the other $200,000 that's due to you, you could roll that into an IRA, you can do with whatever you want. So you still get the 250, it's just split into two pieces, $50,000 of cash value from the insurance and $200,000 of general investments. Now, what if you don't want the policy? It was in the plan, but you don't need it anymore. Well, then the policy is surrendered and the $50,000 value gets thrown into the general investments. Then you have a $250,000 benefit with no insurance that again, you can roll into an IRA or take as a distribution. So you get the $250,000 either way. It's just whether that $50,000 stays as a cash value in an insurance policy or becomes cash. Now, keep in mind, you cannot roll a life insurance policy 
over into an IRA. So if there's life insurance in your plan, you're going to need to make some kind of decision when you leave as to what to do with that policy. Now what if you're the business owner and the next owner doesn't want the plan? Well, then when you retire, the plan will be terminated. This shuts the plan down totally. So final benefits will be calculated for all the participants and all of the money that's in the pension trust will be paid out with the employees getting first dibs and the owners getting whatever's left. Everybody is immediately vested when a plan terminates. We talked about vesting in episode V where there could be a portion of the benefit or none at all paid if the employee leaves too early in their career. Well, if a plan is terminated, everyone is immediately vested, even if they've only been there a few years. So they're entitled to the entire benefit that they've accrued up to that point. Once all those employees are paid their benefits, the owner gets whatever's left. And if it's less than what you're due, you as the owner could put in an additional contribution, which is deductible, to fund up your benefit to where it should be. Now, if what's in the trust is more than what is due for you, hopefully the plan can be changed to increase your benefits so that you get all the money out of the trust. So if not, let's say the benefit that's due to you is a million dollars and there's 1.2 million in the plan, the excess money, whatever's in the trust that's above your benefit, reverts back to the company. Now the reversion dollars get hit with a 50% excise tax plus income tax. So you're only gonna get maybe 10 to 20 cents on the dollar. If you're an owner and you're considering retiring in the next year or two, make sure you talk to your administrator to make sure that plan isn't overfunded. Overfunded is a bad thing when you're getting ready to retire because of these taxes. Terminating a plan is a lot of paperwork, but as long as the plan has been in place for three to five years, it's a process, but it's not a big deal. Once that last dollar is paid out, then the plan is done. There is no more qualified plan. So now that you're retired and you've gotten your money out, you may have an insurance policy and an IRA. What can you do with that? Well, honestly, whatever you want to. If you want to keep that IRA as a lump sum and pull money out as needed, great. There is a fear for a lot of new retirees that you'll outlive your income that your IRA lump sum will get down to zero and you won't have any money to live on. Well, one option when you retire is to take your benefit out and roll it into two different IRAs. Keep one as a lump sum and take the other one and annuitize it or have it provide an income for you over your lifetime. So this way you have almost the best of both worlds. You have one IRA that you can draw from like a savings account that lump sum IRA, but you'll also be receiving monthly payments from the other for the rest of your life. If the lump sum account runs out, you still have the income from the monthly payments plus Social Security coming in. So speaking of Social Security, I often get asked, when should I take my Social Security benefits? Should I take them as soon as I'm eligible for them? And my answer is, as my answer for a whole bunch of other questions is, it depends, because honestly, no one answer would be right for everyone. What I will say is this. Your Social Security benefits are reduced almost 7% per year from your Social Security retirement age down to what your age is when you start taking your benefits. 
So if your Social Security retirement age is age 67 and you start taking benefits at age 62, your Social Security benefit is going to be reduced by 30%. Then it'll go up with cost of living adjustments each year, which over the last 10 years have averaged about 1.5%. If you knew you were going to pass away by the time you were 66 or 67, sure, it would make a lot of sense to start your benefits at age 62. But most of us don't really know when our last day on this earth will be. I can tell you mathematically, it's really a question of whether you believe you're going to live to age 80 and beyond. Now, if you think you're going to pass away before then, then yes, you should start your Social Security benefits earlier and take that steep reduction. But if not, it may make sense to hold off and start your benefits at your Social Security normal retirement age or later. If you start them later, then your benefit is actually increased by that 6 or 7%. So it really is a wash at about age 80, but then once you live beyond 80, it does make sense to have the higher benefits down the road. That's the Social Security story. And will Social Security still be around when you retire? I would say yes, maybe not in the same form that it is now, but it is way too big to go anywhere substantial, in my opinion. Wrapping it all up, when you're ready to retire, You'll have the option of how to get your retirement benefits out of the plan, including keeping an insurance policy going if you want to. If you're the owner and your retirement means the plan is done, then the plan administrator or the third party administrator will put the plan through the termination process, which is just a bunch of required steps that ends up with paying every last dollar out of the trust. How you and the other participants receive that benefit is up to you can roll it over, you can take it as cash and get taxed. It's a decision that each person will make with regard to their own benefits. Remember, if you're the owner and you're considering terminating that plan, coordinate with your administrator to make sure that that plan isn't overfunded and that you can get all of that money out. Want to learn more? Tune into the other A to Z podcasts where we continue to break down these wonderful and complex plans into bite-sized pieces. Remember, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Have any questions? Shoot me an email at monarchfinancialadvisors at gmail.com. Thanks for listening in and have a great rest of your day.